Today's podcast episode is sponsored by Gabrielle Hartley, the creator of the Better Apart Method. Gabrielle and her best-selling book, Better Apart, The Radically Positive Way to Separate, have been featured in People Magazine, The New York Times, The New York Post, Vice, U.S. News and World Report, and many other media outlets. Everyone's talking about Better Apart. In fact, even Gwyneth Paltrow loves the book and said that it's full of potent tools for you and your family. Now, the Better Apart Masterclass is available to you online. And for a limited time, you gain access to a special one-on-one mini consultation with Gabrielle herself. Using the powerful tools provided in the Better Apart Masterclass, you can begin to get clear, feel better, and reclaim your life. So head over to GabrielleHartley.com and sign up today. Use the code BEYOND25 to receive $25 off the cost of the Masterclass. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. Why does it hurt so much? It hurts so much because it's a complete and total attack to the self. You know, with other types of traumas, death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster, they all hurt. We, we mourn, we grieve, but we don't have to necessarily rebuild the self. But with betrayal, rejection, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust, they all take a gigantic hit and they all have to be rebuilt. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today my guest and I are going to delve into the important topic that unfortunately many of you who are listening have personal experience of, and that is the long-lasting effects of betrayal and how those effects can impact your life long after the divorce or relationship is over. Importantly, however, we are also going to talk about how you can heal and move on as well. My guest today is the leading expert in this area, so I'm very happy to have her joining us. Dr. Debbie Silber is the creator of the Post-Betrayal Transformation PBT Institute. I just want to give you a little of her background. Dr. Debbie is a holistic psychologist, and she's a health, mindset, and personal development speaker, author, and mentor. She's also the author of the Amazon number one best-selling book, The Unshakable Woman, Four Steps to Rebuilding Your Body, Mind, and Life After a Life Crisis. And you've probably seen her or seen her writings on The Dr. Oz Show, Fox, CBS, The Huffington Post, Forbes, Psychology Today, Health, Shape, and many more. Um, She recently did a PhD study on how we experience betrayal. And based upon her groundbreaking discoveries in that, um, in that study, she has birthed a wonderful process that helps people to fully heal from betrayal and allows them to thrive in their relationships, work, health, and life beyond betrayal. So thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Debbie. 
It's an honor. I'm looking forward to our conversation. I am too. I know that that many of my listeners who have followed me from Breaking Free, a Modern Divorce podcast already know you um, because we had a wildly popular episode with you on it about a year ago. Um, but some exciting things have happened in your world since then, including the TED Talk, which I want you to tell us all about, um, and also your study. So I want, but your topic is one of those that's uh, sadly evergreen. Uh, Betrayal and healing from betrayal and being stuck in betrayal is something you and I were just talking before we started taping the show. And I just spoke to a new client yesterday who he happens to be four years post-divorce, but still very much stuck in the trauma of having been cheated on in his particular case. It was an adultery situation. Um, So I just think that if I'm going to have a podcast about divorce and being beyond, people are not going to get to beyond without healing from the betrayals. So let's just start with betrayal, because that word, right? I know people are out there going, oh, God, just that brings up so much emotion. But what is it specifically about betrayal that hurts so much? And how does it impact us and create this this ongoing problem? Yeah, there's just so much to unpack here with what you said, but I want to address your your client first of all, because here's the thing. We have every single right to stay stuck, and many of us do. That's the thing. And I use this analogy, and it will make so much sense. And I'm not sure if I used it last time, but this will serve for sure. So imagine, here's the difference between resilience and transformation. Resilience is bringing back and restoring, and we need that for our everyday. Transformation is totally different game. So let's say with with an analogy of the house, let's say the house needs a a boiler and you get a boiler, that would be resilience. Or let's say it needs a new roof and you get a roof, that would be resilience. Transformations like this, a tornado comes by and levels your house, right? A new boiler is not going to fix it. A new roof's not going to fix it. Now here's the thing. We truly, after betrayal, we have every right using this analogy of the house, to stare at the lot where our house once stood and say, oh my gosh, this is the most awful, terrible, tragic thing that's ever happened, and we'd be right. And that's the way it works with betrayal. We have every right to say, I can't believe this happened. This was the most terrible, horrible, awful, tragic thing. And we'd be right, and all of our friends would agree. Should we choose to rebuild the house, like in our house analogy, why would we build the same one? There's nothing there. It's been leveled. It's the same thing with betrayal. Life as we've known it, for the most part, has been leveled. So that if we choose to rebuild it, we don't have to, but if we choose to, why on earth would we rebuild the same thing? Why not create it something so different, so magnificent? That's the beauty of betrayal. And you're thinking beauty, yes, because there's no need to patch everything up. There's nothing there. The gift is whether we rebuild ourselves and move along or we rebuild if the opportunity lends itself, if we're willing, if we want to, rebuild an entirely new relationship with the person who hurts us. That's, that's what's left after betrayal. Getting back to your question though, um, why does it hurt so much? It hurts so much because it's a complete and total attack to the self. You know, with other types of traumas, death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster, they all hurt. We, we mourn, we grieve, but we don't have to necessarily rebuild the self. But with betrayal, 
rejection, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust, they all take a gigantic hit and they all have to be rebuilt. So that was one of the reasons why um, one of the three discoveries was why betrayal, healing from betrayal needed its own name. Because with other traumas, yes, you heal, but you don't necessarily have to rebuild the self. With betrayal, you do. So that type of healing is called post-betrayal transformation. I think that's really an impactful thing. I've never quite thought of it this that way. I deal with people every day who have dealt with some sort of a betrayal. Certainly divorce attorneys, that's you know going to be a commonality in many of my clients' experiences. But much as with the house, it's one thing as the house is torn down by an outside force, this tornado. But what people in a marriage that is destroyed by betrayal um, are experiencing is the tornado is somebody that they love, is mm-hmm. someone that they cared for so much and trusted. And that's the the genesis of the destruction. And I feel like that has so much to do with, it's almost like it goes to the their core sense of self because they believed in many cases, from what I hear, that their relationship was one thing and they believed it. And mm-hmm. then the betrayal exposes them to a truth that, what their belief was, was not true. And so it's a restructuring, even if they're going to build the house again, to use your analogy, mm-hmm. it's being built on a completely different foundation. And it will, you can't build the one that they thought existed. It never existed or it didn't exist anymore. So um, I think that, you know, as you use that analogy, that really struck me so much. And what we were saying is that it's it's not this outside force. It's almost like an insider just wrecked, you know, exploded the house from inside. And that's why our entire worldview is shattered. Our worldview is how we view the world, the rules. This is safe. This person's okay. Don't go here. And in one shocking moment, it's all destroyed. And, you know, I, I have a Uh, a book coming out in the fall, How to Trust Again. And I use this analogy and I said, you know, imagine there's a nest that's being built and think of what that bird does. That bird grabs little twigs and branches and all these kinds of things to construct this place of safety and security for its inhabitants, right? Whoever's going to be living in that little nest is going to feel safe and cozy and secure. And this nest is done, you know, to is created to provide that. A betrayal is like the bird who built that nest shatters it, shatters it. Now, what does that little chick or whoever's living in there, what are their only options? Survive or perish. That's it. That's it. And they have that moment right then to decide what they're going to do. And it's so shocking because think about it. We're not betrayed by people we don't know. It's by people we're closest to. It's by the people we've given our love, trust, time, attention, heart to. That's why it hurts so much. Yeah. And that's why I think maybe it's so difficult. It it permeates almost every area of people's lives. You know, Mm -hmm. for example, that gentleman who I just spoke to, Mm -hmm. you know, four years after his divorce was finalized is still suffering from this. This is something that affects him physically, emotionally, Mm -hmm. mentally. He's reaching out to me four years post-divorce for help. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm a divorce attorney, mediator, you know, uh, coach. I may not be the right person. You're probably the person, but why, what are the, why is it so all encompassing? Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's a shock to the body and mind. 
And also what happens is we use the wrong tool for the job to try to heal. You know, especially what I find is the best clients I have are those super smart, savvy men and women, because they're so used to using their mind to get them out of a jam. And what I have to teach them is it's not the right tool. This is a heart job. This isn't a mind job. This is a feeling job. This isn't a thinking job. You know, we, we, we go from the thinking, you know, thinking, doing, and that's not where the healing comes from here. This is the feeling and being. Because by all rights, like take something like forgiveness, which is gigantic. G forgiveness says, you know, someone did something that was hateful, harmful, hurtful, and forgiveness says, forgive anyway. Like what? It doesn't make any sense to the cognitive mind. Right. Why would I do that? It's right. all their fault. And it is, right? Yes. I mean, we always have to take responsibility for whatever our role here was, but does it make it that we caused anything and all that kind of thing? But either way, it's the kind of thing where it makes no logical cognitive sense, but it's by bypassing the cognitive mind and getting to the heart because that's what needs to be healed here. And here's the biggest thing, and I want to make sure everyone knows this because it is so true. Even though it happened to you, it wasn't about you. And I know that's so hard to imagine because when someone does something to violate that rule, and betrayal is the breaking of that spoken or unspoken rule, it's like, how do we not take it personally? But that it was that person's, you know, ego or need or lack or scarcity mindset or whatever it was to drive them to something. And we were just the, you know, it, it hit us. It was like a stray bullet, but it's not about us. But what I find though is betrayal affects every single area of life. And this gets back to your question. When we do not learn the profound lesson that betrayal was there to teach, that's why we have these repeat betrayals. Like I have people come to me all the time and I'm sure you've heard it too. They say, why does this keep happening? Or, well, I keep finding myself in these relationships. Well, there's a really big lesson behind all of that that you have yet to learn. And when you do, that's going to be the, the end of experience betrayals, or at least uh, the ones that will blow your mind and break your heart. Like, for example, I had my betrayal from my family, and there was obviously a, obviously a lesson there. I didn't learn it, and then it was my husband, and I was like, wait a second. And I realized I was never even on my own to-do list. You know, it was about everybody else. My needs weren't even a consideration. And then what was one of the first things I did? I was like, oh, no, 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 that's it. Now it's my turn. And one of the first things I did was join that PhD program. And then I did the study on betrayal and, you know, the rest is history. But that wouldn't have happened if I didn't sort of wake up to why the heck did this happen and what can I do with it? You know, and it, it changed my business, my life and everything. But that's that's what we can can gain. Well, that's and that goes so to my one of my core messages to my clients and, you know, of this podcast is divorce is not the worst thing that will ever happen to you. Or even if it was, it's it is also an opportunity. And mm -hmm. what you're talking about is that opportunity, I think, is that something has so fundamentally changed or your eyes have been opened to the fact that what you thought 
is not what was. And it gives you an opportunity to create this whole new future and all this new opportunity. I mean, to, to hear that you went, that's what drove you and to go to the PhD program. And now you're out there helping thousands and thousands of people through what you've learned. That would not have happened likely if you hadn't been through what might be coined one of the worst experiences of your life. So there, but, but you do need to heal or move forward from that bad experience. I know in, in uh, the breaking free episode, we talked about, you have, you, you talk about five stages from betrayal to breakthrough. Um, let's just for listeners of this show, let's run through those again, if you don't mind um, just quickly so that, they understand that this isn't going to happen overnight. This is a process mm -hmm. and there are stages just like everything in life that mm -hmm. you're going to move through. Well, that was, that was one of the other discoveries that uh, was that while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and many of us do, if we're going to heal, we will move through five stages. And now we know what happens physically, mentally, emotionally at every stage and what it takes to move from one stage to the next. So that was one of the most exciting discoveries ever. And in the geekiest way you can imagine, you know, the celebration I did, I had when, when you know, my, my, I remember my chairperson saying, Tibby, I believe you've discovered the process here. I mean, that was just like a lightning bolt going through me in, in just the craziest kind of way. Anyway, so the first stage is sort of like a setup stage. And this is where, if you imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. If what I saw with every single participant, me included, we had this real strong lean on the mental and the physical, and we were really kind of neglecting the emotional and the spiritual. And this is like, you know, what we mentioned earlier, if you know, this is where we're really good at thinking and doing, and we're kind of stinking at feeling and being, right? <laughs> and the, the other part of this is it's in our feeling and being. That's where our intuition is. But in order to get it all done, all of the things on our list, what do we do? We sort of turn down that feeling and being because we just can't crank through our to-do list as quickly. So it's easy to topple over, right? Second stage, this is where we're blindsided. And here's the breakdown of the body, mind, and worldview. Scariest stage. Bottom, absolutely bottoms out on us. We're shocked. It's as if the person we've given our heart, love, time, attention to just pulled their mask off and says, oh, this is who I've really been. This is, this is really who I am. Yeah. Shock. And that affects us on every single level. From that moment on, we are never the same. Yeah. You know, and it strikes me, I just want to, for my mm -hmm. listeners, we always talk about betrayal and I think people automatically go to adultery. But mm -hmm. I hear all the time just from people who thought they were in the happiest marriage and the relationship was great. Mm -hmm. And the betrayal is that the other party has told them, no, I don't want to be with you anymore. I know I just don't want to be a part of this relationship. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a type of a betrayal as well. So that just when you said that, it was like a little lightning bolt when you said it. So that and, and that's just as devastating for Absolutely. any of these betrayals. Or it could be a financial betrayal. A hundred percent. All of a sudden the bank account is wiped clean, or it could be a, it, it, you know, and there are so many others is family betrayal. You think you're in the will, all of a sudden you realize that you're not, you learn you're not, or it could be your best friend taking, you know, telling your secrets. It's, it, 
it has so many different levels and layers and so many different faces. And right. each one is so shocking because, again, here was that person, let's say a coach, a mentor, a therapist who says, you know, you listen to me, I will take care of you. And then they violate that in some way. So self-betrayal, that's a big one too. So there's yeah. so many. So there's uh, the breakdown of the body, mind, and worldview. Here's here's where the stress response is ignited. So now we're headed for every stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. We cannot wrap our mind around what we've just learned. So the mind is in a complete state of chaos, mental chaos. And then there's that breakdown of the worldview. And a new worldview hasn't been formed yet. So here's, it's like we're walking down the street and the bottom bottoms out on us. But what would you do if that were the case? You grab hold of whatever you could to stay safe and stay alive. And that's stage three, survival instincts emerge. This is the most practical stage. Where do I live? How do I manage? How do I how do I survive this experience? What do I do? Who can I speak with? Who can I trust? But here's the thing: this is the stage we get stuck in. I see it all the time. Yeah. Because once we figured out how we can survive, we think that's as good as it gets. So we're like, okay, I guess this is where I am, and this is who I'll, my new life and where I'll be. But then what happens is we start planting roots in that space. We start attracting people who, you know, are resonating at that same energetic level. We start justifying, you know, where we are. We start believing, well, maybe I did deserve it. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe. So we can stay stuck right there. It's the most common place I see for people to get stuck. Anyway, if we're willing, willingness is such a big word here, if we're willing to give up all of the benefits, and trust me when I say there are so many benefits to staying stuck, if we're willing to give those up for something so much better, we can move on to stage four. And stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. I'd like to take a moment now to tell you about my favorite co-parenting app, FAIR. There are other apps out there, but FAIR is the only one that I recommend to my clients. We know that divorce is never easy, and when children are in the picture, it can be really tricky, especially when you're trying to communicate with your ex, and that's a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. It helps to eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. Here's what the FAIR app can do. It has a time-sharing calendar, documentable text messaging, an expense tracker, a GPS check-in, and by the way, no one else has that, a monthly parenting report, a private journal, a file vault, and importantly, you can export all of the records into a convenient and time and date stamped PDF when you need it for your attorney or for court, and there's a Spanish version of the app as well. So subscribe at BeFair.com, that's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com, and then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. You can go to FAIR.com for more details and use the discount code SUSANG18 to receive 20% off. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her guest, Dr. Debbie Silber, on Lying, Cheating, and Adultery, How to Heal from Betrayal. They were numbing, avoiding, distracting. So meaning they're using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, reckless behavior. That's what my first TEDx was about. Anything to numb, avoid. And I get it. This is so painful 
that it seems easier just to take something, you know, or just to just to make the pain a little bit less. If you are enjoying this episode, check out Is It Time to Say Goodbye or Time to Say Let's Try with the creator of the Should You Stay or Should You Go program, Kate Anthony. And here's the thing, all of this needs to be gotten underneath, right? Because there are many women that I talk to or in my Facebook group who'll say like, he's a really nice guy. And then they'll tell a story or we'll sort of get into a little more deeply and I'll say, I'm thinking maybe we need to redefine what a nice guy is because what you're actually describing is actually not okay. And now we return to today's show. Here's where you realize my old life doesn't exist. It's no longer an option. And this is this is like if you've ever moved into a new house, condo, apartment, office, whatever. You know, your stuff's not, not there. You don't quite know your way around. But you're willing to settle in and make this space okay. That's what stage four is. It's like, okay, you know, it's not what I would have planned. It's not what I had in mind. But I'm going to make this work. When you do that, you're slowly turning down the stress response. So you're not wreaking havoc on your body like you were. You were sort of making sense out of this new space. You're redefining your relationships. Like if your friends weren't there for you, in your new space, you're like, you know what? You're not coming along. Like <laughs> you don't life. fit in here anymore. You just don't fit in. And I see this all the time. And this is also, think about it. If you were moving, you wouldn't necessarily pack every single thing with you. Certain things are like, mm, they were good in the old space, but they don't belong here now. So we go through a lot of that. Once we're in that space for a while, we've made it home, we've made it comfortable, we can slowly move into the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. So here, we've shut down the stress response so the body can start to heal. We also didn't have the bandwidth for self-love, self-care. That's the last thing on our mind. Now we're like, huh, you know what? I want to take better care of myself. I love myself, I deserve it. Your mind starts to heal, you're making new rules, new beliefs are being formed, and you have a new worldview. Life is very different now. And you know, you have this, you're so much richer, wiser, more bold, fearless, but still afraid, but fearless anyway. So everything is changing. And remember the four legs of that table where we were only strengthening yes. the mental and the physical in the beginning? Mm-hmm. We are solidly grounded because now we're paying lots of attention to the emotional and the spiritual too. So, so I mean, that's, a, that's an amazing transportation through this process. Are, it strikes me, are most people coming to you mm-hmm. in stage three or stage four? Very common for people to come. They're frantic in stage two. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. That's stage two. They're absolutely frantic. And uh, stage three, stage three is interesting because here's where people will come to me. I was like, I want to work with you. Like, no, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell already. (laughs) You're going to have to give up your story. You're going to have to do this and that. And what's so interesting, too, there, there were three groups in the study who didn't heal. And I tell people straight out because Again, like that house, they have every right to mourn the loss of that house and no one can deny them of that. But if they're unwilling to to let go of some of those benefits, right, of staying stuck, they're just mm-hmm. not going to heal. So I'm happy to share with you if you want to know three reasons why people don't heal. Oh, absolutely. Please. Yeah. So, okay. So the first one was, just like I said, they're unwilling to let go of that story, just unwilling to accept it. 
You know, it's like, like the gentleman who, and maybe this is his case, was divorced years ago, but it's like, I'm divorced, I'm divorced, I'm divorced. At what point is that transition? You know what? I'm I'm out there again. I'm ready for love. I'm good. I'm renewed. I used I'm- to be married once upon a time, yes, but I'm yes. who I am now. Right. And yeah. I'm single. And I'm, you know, so, so that willingness, that is huge. The second one, they were numbing, avoiding, distracting. So meaning they're using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, keeping busy, reckless behavior. That's what my first TEDx was about. Anything to numb, avoid. And I get it. This is so painful that it seems easier just to take something, you know, or just to just to make the pain a little bit less. And I had people in my study, they ran to the doctor who put them on anti-anxiety medications or mood stabilizers, or they would drink, or they would take something to help them sleep. Now, I would never say don't take anything, but what I will tell you was, as a researcher here, I assumed, and you're not supposed to assume anything, but I was sort of new at this, (laughs) Making up your own rules. You know, I assumed that the people who were the hardest hit would grow the least because they had the most to overcome. I was dead wrong. That had nothing to do with it at all. The ones who were willing to face it, feel it, heal it, instead of numbing, avoiding, distracting, took off with their healing. They healed so much more than the ones who it was just too hard. So they, you know, they numbed, avoided, distracted. So that was, that was the second group. And the third group, this was interesting. This was the group who, whether it was for money, whether it was out of fear, religion, not wanting to break up a family, if it was a family betrayal, Mm -hmm. uh, they protected the betrayer at their own expense. Now, this was the most physically sick group. Oh, sure. Now they're just taking reality and turning it on its end. That takes energy. And acting like everything's okay. It's like, everything's not, your whole life has been turned upside down. And because you're protecting your betrayer for whatever reason you're choosing, you're supposed to go back to like business as usual? Like what? And, and here's also where it's really easy to have repeat betrayals with that same person because there are no consequences. So there's no breaking down of that house. This is trying to repair, and I don't believe in repair. I do believe in rebuilding, but repair doesn't work. No, you can't. The foundation is broken, right? Mm-hmm. What we what we were talking about earlier right. in your analogy. So one of the things I always like to make sure I, I layer into these these interviews is we've identified the problem. Mm-hmm. But what, you know, what are some quick tips, you know, not be not having access to your entire program as we talk here in, in mm-hmm. the next 10 minutes, but yeah. what are some quick tips that people who are ready to start healing from betrayal move on from stage three? What what would you suggest they could do? You know, I would I, I would love to. Can I just share some of the benefits of staying stuck? Because if everybody yeah. is listening to this, they will know that they're hanging on for dear life and you can't change anything you're not aware of. So let's see if they're awareness doing. is everything. That's it. Right. It's the beginning so, of change. So think about it. Are you you know, when you take a look at the benefits, you get to be right. That feels good. Yeah. <laughs> you get you get someone to blame you get a target for your anger. You get self-pity. You know, you feel like you're sort of taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You get sympathy from other people. You justify staying out of the game. It's like, I can't do that. Look what I've been through. You know, 
You don't have to do the hard work of learning how to trust again. Do I trust you? Do I trust you? Forget it. I won't trust anybody. You know, and here's the one that everyone's going to get so angry with me, but that's okay. I, I, I'm saying this out of love. You get to feed and fuel your addiction. Here's what I mean. Every single time you revisit your experience, and I've been through it, so I know you revisit it a hundred million times as if any more is going to help, right? And every time you do, you shoot off some chemicals. They either healing wonderful thoughts, create, you know, wonderful endorphins that heal and repair. Stress, hormones and chemicals, damage. They create physical, mental, and emotional destruction, right? So every time you revisit that, you're first of all, you're creating this loop that is just so well-worn, and it's like this little chemical cocktail is being released in your brain. Well, like any cocktail, it can be addictive. So when you need that little shot of, you know, of feeling, well, you just revisit something. You revisit your experience as if it's going to change or, or as if you're going to come up with a different conclusion. And what we need to do is break that connection right there mm-hmm. because it's so well-worn. It's like water pouring down a rock. You know, it travels in the same path. So when you're, you know, when you're taking a look at some of those benefits, and I would really invite everybody to ask themselves, am I really doing that? And I bet right? you are. I bet you are. And then but think of Here's what you get when you're willing to give that up. First of all, you get a way better story than the one you're telling, right? Like, look, I had a great story. The most important people, the closest people in my life betrayed me. But look at the story I have now. You know, it's doing something so much better with it. First, the other thing, you get to physically heal. Your body starts to heal. You're turning down the stress response. So now you're not creating all of this wear and tear. You're healing. You get uh, you get to be a role model, you know? Yeah, not other- a victim anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And you get new opportunities coming your way. Like imagine this burden, you're carrying around this burden as if it's like a 500-pound boulder. You can't see what's ahead of you. Your arms aren't available to hold anything else. But when you're willing to let it go, it's as if you're putting it down. You can see, you can grab, things are open to you. You just get so much more and such, just such a better life having put that aside and seeing what's available to you now. Yeah, living in the past trauma over and over again, mm-hmm. if you take a step back and and if you were watching a loved one of yours living in that fashion, you wouldn't want that for them. And, you Absolutely. you know, maybe part of the decision is you have to love yourself as much as you love everyone else and make the decision to move forward to to let that go. I had to laugh. So you said you get to be right. My coffee mug says, as I suspected, I was right all along. <laughs> Now I feel like I need to get a new a new coffee mug. <laughs> but, oh, there you go. But there is, you know, I hear that when people come to me and they're looking for some validation of their story, of their their betrayal, of their hurt, of being a victim. And so they will spend the first hour that I meet them telling me again, and by the way, then reliving the whole experience over and over. So And they are right. That's the thing. They're not yeah, you're right. They're not wrong. They are right and you deserve something so much better because then look at the power we're giving over to that person who betrayed us. Not only did they devastate our, our lives as we've known it, now how much longer are we continuing to give them that power instead of recreating something so much better 
than we had even before. And there's a there's a saying I love: the best revenge is a life well lived. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. And we deserve that. We deserve that. So it's sort of like the least thing we can we can give ourselves is is the healing and a better life because of the trauma we've been through. Well, I love that. That that's actually what a wonderful sort of sentiment to to wind up on. But I don't want to not I do want to let people know about your new TED Talk. So can you tell us a little bit about the TED Talk? I, I will have a link in the show notes, but tell us about the newest one. Yeah, so the newest one, it's just, just, just released. It's so exciting. And it's Do You Have Post-Betrayal Syndrome? And um, and it's it's going to shock a lot of people. Already the feedback is so interesting because um, people didn't know anything like this existed. And they didn't know that there was a predictable and proven way out of it. So the intention of this TEDx is really to just get it, get it to the people who need to see it because... You know, it's so devastating. It's, I believe, one of, one of the most painful of the human experiences, but oh, it could also be the the most transformative too. I, I agree. It can destroy lives, but it also can create incredible new lives and new life paths. So I want to be sure people know how to reach out to you. And I know you have a gift, which is a quiz to help people to determine if they have post-betrayal syndrome. So let them know how to reach you and how they can access the quiz, please. Sure. And post-betrayal syndrome is this physical, mental uh, emotional collection of symptoms so common to betrayal that it needed its own name. So post-betrayal syndrome, that was the third discovery. Uh, and that's right at PBT Institute, PBT as in post-betrayal transformation, pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. Everyone should take the quiz, see exactly where they are, what's left in the wake of their betrayal, and then do something about it. That's wonderful. And I encourage everyone to reach out. I'm going to go take the quiz and, and find out because I suspect there's a little something in there. I'd like to know where I am. Will it tell people just an uh, interesting note? Does it tell people what stage they're at? They will. They're going to they're going to know if they're very likely to have it. They're likely they're unlikely. And then and then they'll have next steps, too. But, but what I've heard, too, the, the quiz itself is a little bit jarring because I'm confronting them with so many different symptoms that maybe they attributed to, well, it's just age, or maybe it's just, I don't know where I am in life. No, it's not. It's because you it's because of your betrayal. So it's the gift of a wake up call, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you for, for that. And for this episode, I think that there has been quite a bit for people to digest, but the core message people, I think is there's help. And there's something better ahead if you choose to go there. And that's very much what I've heard Dr. Debbie saying today. And I just want to thank you so much for joining me and, and sharing this with everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.